Hello there, and welcome to another episode... Actually, no, I'm gonna do that really epically. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of The Unwatchables. Interesting. The last few hours of our lives have been very interesting, haven't they? Uh, I spent the last few hours of my life sleeping and eating Hot Pockets. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, well interesting. we just wasted like an hour and a half of our lives watching Artemis Fowl. And... Oh, oh by the way, goodness. guys, sorry for posting this on Saturday. We just wanted to actually have time to watch the movie and talk about it. So mm-hmm. that's why this is today, not yesterday. Sorry about that. Blah, 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 all that crap. It's going to be a good episode. So it's worth it. Okay, so many of you probably know if you've heard of Artemis Fowl, the movie, you've probably heard by now that it is an utter abomination. Worse um, than that. We both totally agree. More than that. It's worse than that. But before we go into how terrible it is, I just want to say a few good things about this movie beforehand. Good thing number one, there are no good things. Good thing number okay, two, okay, let me there start. are no good so, things. Good thing number one, this movie was directed by Kenneth Branagh, and as we'll say, Kenneth Branagh does have a good way of moving the camera around. He does... He couldn't salvage that movie, though. <laughs> he... He... Is very, he's a, he is a capable director in many ways, and his direction style is very clear in this movie. He places the camera in very good spots. He uses nice long takes, all of that. And overall, the look of the movie is decent. It's fine. Do you, you ever know, just ask yourselves your, how the people behind the movie actually thought it was a good movie and able, were willing to release it? We're trying to be positive here. We're starting out positive so that we can... No, you're starting out positive. So, on top of that, I thought that there was, even though the action in this movie was like totally unnecessary, this had this re- these random action scenes that had nothing to do with anything. There was one action scene that I thought was fairly well shot. It used nice long takes, and it wasn't all choppy and cutty. And that's all the good. That? It was the one where they like. Where the fairies attack Artemis' house, and they're like fighting them. Except, who cares if the shots are good if the movie sucks? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm just, I'm just trying to say good, th- a few good things. Kenneth Branagh, though he messed up big time, he still, I guess, did some good things right when it came to moving the camera around, which isn't very much. So, just like one, one of the best parts of. His his move before this, Murder on Orient Express, was it was shot beautifully. So here's the thing I have to say about all these things you're saying are good. Yes, it's good. Yes, it's all good. Yes, it's fun. It's fine having all that stuff. But you can't get to that stuff and care about that stuff until it has a good plot and a good story. I know, I know. If it's not a good story, I don't really care how it looks. I know, I'm just saying that it's not... It's not it is an utter trash pile, but it's not like every single thing is wrong with it. The direction is, the the camera movements are decent. That's all I'm gonna say. And the music, I actually thought the music at times was fine. I thought the music I thought, was great. I loved the music. I thought that they it was fun being in Ireland. They you know Ireland they, is like my favorite country. If I know you they guys didn't know like early like early on. I kind of I, I there aren't many Irish movies where you can just sit back and look at Ireland and this movie just totally ignores that you're in, that they're in Ireland sadly and i want like i want like they talk about all these nice like irish myths and stuff but 
I don't know, we barely see anything that is distinctly Irish, you know? Can we start complaining now? Yes, we may. Okay, that's all my. So that, that's all the good things about it. It has a good score, has good camera shots, and one decent action scene, and good at so, decent acting. Right. Some here, some acting is fine. Here is my first complaint. Are you ready? What the heck happened in this movie? There's no plot. That's not my first complaint. There's no plot. There's not. My single first plot complaint is the entire thing is narrated by Olaf, and that's I, all okay. I could hear was Olaf. Okay. Okay, yeah, we should probably get to the narration first. This movie is nonstop narration. From beginning to end, there is constant narration. Usually narration, if the movie needs it, lasts till like the first, to, to the two-minute mark or something, at most. But this and movie, it's worse, because it's Olaf. But this movie, from the one-second mark to the one-hour and 30-minute mark, is constant narration. And it put me off so much. I was like, what the heck is this? What the heck is the this? Story can't car- if the story can't carry itself, and that already shows you that it's a bad movie. I know. I was like, why do you need narration? Why? Wait, did it not, bo- did it not bother you that it was Olaf? Yes, it did. Because that but, was very upsetting. No, you but, can't pick a, no. a character who voice acts for an iconic role and make okay, it narrate actually your entire that, movie. I actually thought that the guy who played that one giant dwarf was fine. He was like the only character that had any character whatsoever. Except he was Olaf. He was the only one who was watchable. It doesn't matter. He's also um, LeFou from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I know. And his voice. I could not get it out of my head. Okay, it was and just then like Olaf the narrating the entire thing. And it was so painful. So when you think of like the dramatic narration, you think of like, once upon a time, there was magic, you know? Well, he didn't do a bad job, but it was just Olaf. No, but here's the thing. My big problem with the narration, besides it was never ending, was that he used this like deep brooding voice and it sounded like the trailer like you know that movie trailer voice didn't sound anything like the movie trailer no it no not the movie trailer i'm like it it was like i don't know you just have this deep voice narrating the entire thing and i'm like what the heck am i watching i'm not even watching anything i'm just listening to someone tell me to watch something and even then i don't want to watch it because it's so grotesque and just unnecessary so that's the first problem with this movie is uh, the constant narration. Another problem I have is there's no character development whatsoever. The characters just suddenly are all chummy. Like, literally the elf lady, she got kidnapped. He talked to her once. They were best friends. Yeah, here's the thing. Every single character, from from the first time you see them, you know who they are, fine. But even then, they don't turn into someone. And even Artemis Fowl, in the in the books, he's supposed to be like, evil he's supposed to be an evil the whole uh, point cr- is he originally was an evil genius he's, he was a criminal was mastermind transformation into a good person that was another thing i hated about this movie was that last stupid line i'm artemis Fowl, a criminal mastermind oh like he didn't do anything evil or illegal or anything he didn't do anything evil all he did was like just flip off some some fairies and then automatically he's a criminal mastermind he is neither brilliant or evil in this in this movie. The most he is is just okay. Honestly, I just I thought Artemis Fowl was I thought this movie was just like a Spy Kids movie where everyone's just cringy and the villains can't be taken seriously. You know, that's another thing. The villain, the whole climax of the movie was literally just them sucking him out of her lair, and she didn't do anything about it. Yeah, that oh was goodness. trash. Okay, and. 
So now that we've got all those little details out of the way, let's just discuss this dang plot. What the heck is this plot? Let me tell you what the plot is. There's a kid called Animus Fell. He's supposed to be evil, but he's good. And guess what? His dad gets kidnapped, and now there's suddenly a little orb thing that he needs. And guess what? The orb is in his house. He gets the orb, saves his father. There's no conflict like... whatsoever. There are no... Like, there's... This movie could be condensed into a twenty into twenty five minutes. Twenty five. Yeah, I literally. Minutes. I In- came up. I came up from my basement where I was watching the movie, and I was like, "Nothing happened. How was that yeah, movie like, an hour and a half long?" Like when it was like at when I came to the final scene, I was like, "When his dad appeared, I was like, wait, is that it? All he needed to do was just go into this, just go behind the painting, get the thing, and his dad's back. What the heck is this?" Here's another thing: the stupid dwarf guy. He came in, and then. He was all of a sudden just friends with them. I know. Like, there was also, no like, development there. Also, here's another thing. I, d- I probably missed a line or something just because I was so mesmerized by its terribleness. But why couldn't the um, why couldn't the fairies just rescue Holly Shore and just kill Artemis Fell? Why did they have to have, like, a parlay? What was the point of that? So they included this thing that was in the books. And I can't remember exactly what it did. But they forgot to put in the line where they explained it, <laughs> or I, I just like, straight up missed it. I feel like there was this whole thing about there's this whole thing about having to be invited into the home or something, and then he can like ransom you or something. I can't remember how. Let me look it up. I need to figure out how this works. I but feel like so they many totally things... forgot the line where they explained that. I feel like so many things that just had to be in this movie just for it to be a movie are just missing. Cause like the entire the entirety of this movie is set in this mansion. Fine, it could be set in the mansion, but guess what? The only thing that happens is this movie is, um, so the the fairies attack. Nope, they send in a troll. Nope, and then they find this thing, this this thing, this little orb thing, the Oculus, and his father's saved. I have no idea what happens. It's like. I ah, oh, this movie just so here's so the, the the rule about entering their homes. It's called the rule of dwelling, established by King Fran in the Book of the People. Forbade fairies to enter the human buildings without an invitation. If a fairy breaks the rule, he or she will lose his or her he or she he will get sick with symptoms including nausea and vomiting. If one does this repeatedly, he or she will lose his or her magic. But first of all. He invited the the angry elf lady into his house, and she mm-hmm. said no. So they must have changed the rule sometime while making the movie. Here's the but thing. then they forgot to tell us what the rule was. No, but here's the thing: once he's invited into the house, once she's invited to the into the house, why can't she then, um, you know, kill Artem's Fell and Butler and save Holly Short? Yeah, Why? exactly. The whole thing of the rule here is that they can't go into their house without being invited, but he invited them, and they still didn't go into his house, so they must have changed the rule, but they forgot to ever mention the rule in the movie. Even, at, like, here's the problem with, like, oh my goodness, I don't even want to talk about this movie now. I kind of, I really want to talk about it, but at the same time, there's just, everything is wrong with it that I just can't, I just don't know what to talk about. I just feel and like it's so- narrated by Olaf. So many things that you just need for a movie to be a th- to be a movie are just left out. First of all, it doesn't have a plot. Second of all, 
all the characters are robots and you know everything about them when you first meet them. Third of all, um, what happens? What happens in this movie? And also another thing is they have the, all this, they have like this great world, you know, like the, um, the fairy land, whatever it's called, looks beautiful. It looks great. And, and they just ignored it the whole why time. Why don't these do more stuff there? And then we're just stuck in this little, like we're just stuck in this little CIA room and we're stuck in Artemis Fowl's mansion. Like they have all this, they have like this great, they have like this great world set up and then they do nothing with it. What are they doing? So let me start with why I think this plot in particular is so weak. I think, I don't know if this is necessarily why, but this is one thing that I think they did screw up. So, of course, there's a series of seven books. And this movie was trying to combine the first and second book. And what they ended up doing was they ended up taking the motivation of this what happened in the second book and combining it in a weak way with the plot but of what, the it, first it book. Doesn't, it doesn't work. And it doesn't fit. Because they're not supposed to connect. They're not supposed mm-hmm. to connect. So the real, re- the real motivation behind some of those things that happened in the first book was this kid had already lost his father, and he was sad, but he didn't really... He thought he was dead. And... His family, he was trying to replenish the family fortune. Mm-hmm. And so he discovered these greed. fairies and the fairy gold and the book and whatever. Because he's greedy. That's the thing. Arnos fell in the first book. He's greedy, you know? He's, a, he's then, not a good guy. So he comes up with this plan to kidnap a fairy or whatever. So he kidnaps Holly Short. And then all of these things unfold. And it's about, it literally is about them trying to get her back and get stop him from getting all this gold. So the first bot book is on a much lower point of thing than this rather than like he kidnapped her for some elaborate plan to get the dwarf into his house to find something behind his painting to get his dad back from some creepy lady with no character yeah like and, and here's another thing i don't know a single reason why i should care about Artemis fell in this movie so here's the thing here's the thing in the book he's supposed to be a criminal mastermind he's supposed to be bad and he's also not supposed to be physically active or anything like that his power is his mind but in this movie he's just rocking he has his sunglasses on he thinks he's some hot stuff he has his you know he's he has his fairy weapon and then he's just blasting fairies out of the sky i'm like um so you're supposed to be like brilliant are you and everyone's constantly telling the um, the narration's constantly telling the audience that he's brilliant, but we won't see a brilliant thing about him, you know? Here's one thing they did right. I bawled my eyes out when Butler died. Ye- no, I'm just kidding. I what? felt no attachment to his character whatsoever. Yep. I was just like, okay, he's dead now. He hasn't done anything the whole book, and he was irrelevant to the story. Can we move on? Yep. And why did they put his stupid little niece in there? She didn't do anything either. Well, he doesn't. Butler doesn't die. What are you talking about? He got crushed by the troll, and he was gonna die. But then, and then she brought him back to life. Yep, because of convenience, because of magic, right? Hashtag plot points driven by yep. convenience. But oh, like, there goodness. weren't any driving, like, so the the biggest point of action was that troll coming in, and they sent the troll in. Why? The troll is the big finale, but guess what? The troll happens before there is even a beginning. 
the troll sound. The I honestly felt like the the first hour and fifteen minutes were the beginning, but then suddenly we're at the ending. You know, there's no yeah, middle. Like... There's no middle in this movie. They have the beginning, which is not which introduces everything. Fine, no middle. Then they have the ending. There's no conflict whatsoever. They set the fight of troll, turn this thing on, and suddenly they win. Like, to be honest, I had so many thoughts about this movie, and now all that wants to come into my head is, it sucks. I know. <laughs> like, but, like, what was I going to say? This, the thing is, the book had such an easy plot to make into a movie. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay if you sort of copy it, like, directly. If you like, don't that's feel- what a book-to-movie thing is. If you don't feel confident... Like create if you're gonna create your own story while still being relevant to the book, you have to do that. You can't, you can't just have act, mindless action sequences with no consequences or purpose to them. I would have rather them literally copied the book word for word for word than doing what they did here. But the book is so good, so it would have been great. I know it would have been great, but then it would have not been great at the same time because you know it's word for word. But, like, all you have to do is take the book, minimize it a bit, take out a few lines, add your own lines, add some other stuff, sprinkle it around, put your own style into it, and then, boom, you have a movie. But this movie decides to take the first book, the second book, take the motivation from the second book, put it into the first book, which doesn't make sense, take out a bunch of good stuff in the first book, and and replace all the good lines in the first book with a bunch of crappy lines from your own imagination. And boom, you got you get this. I just want to say, I feel you know how Kenneth Branagh is like really respected as an actor and a director. He made all those great Shakespeare films. You know, he made Hamlet, Henry V, and all that. Mm-hmm. I feel like why is it suddenly that all these great directors are suddenly making trash movies? You know, like Kenneth Branagh makes this, and Tom Hooper, who made The King's Speech, which I love. It's like one of the most rewatchable movies for me. I love The King's Speech with all my heart. He then goes goes ahead and make cat, makes Cats. What's going on? Why are all these great directors suddenly making these this crap? What the heck? I just... There's no driving force in this movie. Yeah. Literally, the, like, the only driving force is that um, his dad is kidnapped, but they get him back by just basically muttering into this Oculus thing. There's no which conflict. They find, which they find immediately. Like, and, and the only conflict is the troll, which, you know what? what? What does the troll do? He's just there, and then he gets killed. Boom. Another thing is when the whole time warp thing was collapsing just to give them a plot point to get all the fairies out of there, like literally that's the only reason it was collapsing, we watched the dwarf guy who they made big for no reason. He wasn't big in them books. They just made him big. Possibly so they didn't have to find somebody to play him. But he got like sucked into the time warp and then we never see what happened to him. And then all of a sudden he's in prison. Yep. Like, why? Yeah, and here's another thing. I thought, like, just one more good thing. I thought that, like, the time warp warp idea, very creative. It's in the book, right? The time warp thing? Yes, but... Yeah. Why didn't they just... First of all, why didn't they just put out another time warp? No idea. So, 
Here's the thing. So the time warp idea, good. I thought all the costume designs were except. I, actually, I one thing I, I want to say something about the costume designs in the fairy world. Why was everyone wearing modern costumes? I just thought it was weird. Huh? It just felt like all the all the goblins were wearing like modern costumes. Like it was weird. I don't know, but like. Also, another great director who makes a terrible movie is Peter Jackson. He made Lord of the Rings, and then he goes ahead and produces more Mortal Engines. I thought Mortal Engines was okay. You like Mortal Engines? I haven't seen it. Wait, wait. so how do you know it's okay? I said I heard. I thought I heard it. I was okay. Oh, no, it, it's terrible. Oh. All right. Well, so... Hmm. I don't even like. Also, the script was really weak. Yeah. Like, it's not that it was like terrible. It was just weak. There was no meat to the script, which is a bad script, I guess. There was like one time where they got like the fancy acorn thing, and then the Oculus. Yeah, that. And like, up until then, he was like. Yes, we're going to do this and trade it to this lady to get back my father. And they never said anything against him thinking that was a bad idea. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the butler guy is like, so you got to give it to your fa- father. And he's like, no. And, like, there was nothing leading up to that and no development there that would have changed his mind. Yep. And here's another thing. In the first book, isn't his mother very sick or something, right? Yeah, in the first book, his mother is very sick and mentally ill over his father's disappearance and why can't they put death. that in that would have that would have added a lot of conflict you know he had to both do this thing for both his mother and his father and he can control his mother is right there but he can't do anything about it that's so much more interesting like legitimately first of all one thing i'm really angry about is they set us up for a sequel <laughs> oh my goodness like anyone's gonna watch a sequel no, they're not gonna make a sequel Secondly, you know what the sequel would have been? Here, let me say this. You know what the sequel would have been? What? The second book. But guess what? They already did the second book. Here, like, why not make it? Like, the stories are so good. Just make a movie, like, go the Harry Potter route and make a movie that's really and similar to the the way it happened in the book. Exactly. And then just make seven movies about it. If it's good enough, people will go see it. Like, I guarantee you, this, this, if they made an Artemis Fowl series, it would, it probably could be as good as the Harry Potter series. Like, legit, I would definitely watch all seven of those movies. I mean, then again, this movie was terrible, and if they release a sequel, I will probably watch it. But, like, you could have taken all the movies, or all the books, and one. just turned them into movies, one by one. You didn't have to do the way it, it the way it did. So why? Like, why? Why? Yep. I also feel like one of the big things working against this was reshoots. I know that they had, this movie has been in production for the longest time, and they've had to do infinite reshoots. And they take out, like, the entire, they took out, like, the entire beginning of this movie having to do with that one healer, you know? Yeah, they just added it in with, like, some strange thrown-about part with his father's diary or whatever. Yeah. That was just, like, first of all, no one would ever think to find the diary through that poem that he read him. Yeah. Like, not... Well, I guess that is... I guess that part's fine, you know, if his dad really read it every night. But I don't what think I don't so. get is... I think that's a very invalid way of 
showing someone the way to your diary is reading them a poem. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It could it could have done way it could have been way better. But you know what they should have done? They should have just followed the book. If you're not comfortable with with making a creative first movie, then just follow the dang book. Sometimes I do. wonder. Do they actually think they made a good movie, or do they just get to the point where they realize, nah, we screwed up, this is unsavable, let's just put it out there anyway? Well, honestly, I don't think Kenneth Branagh would want to do that. I think that well, he's... Disney has more control Disney, than he does. I think, yep, I know, but I think... No director would want Disney to put out a crappy movie. I think Disney definitely said, okay, it's good enough. It's going to Disney Plus anyway. No one cares. Let's just post it there. And that's another thing. It was originally going to come out in theaters... But I guess they obviously didn't like it enough to push it back like all the other movies they were going to have come out this year. Yeah, but just, I, just, I just hate when good movies are just replaced with just like every... I, they feel the need to replace a good story with just CGI action, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I did kind of find the that one Italy scene slightly amusing. Mildly. Mildly. It was like... like I don't know. It looked fine. It was entertaining seeing everyone go in slow motion, and then all the then all the fairies were like clearing their minds. That was entertaining, you know. Well, yeah. Also, you were right. I think you mentioned this like five minutes ago. They didn't develop the fairy world enough. I know. Like that's one like, of the most interesting parts about reading those books that there are. There are. And also, right as I saw, so you know how in the Percy Jackson. They have, to be honest, this is on yeah. level with the horror that you is know, Percy Jackson. Oh, it's worse, I think. The first movie is slightly watchable. The first Percy Jackson movie is watchable. I haven't even seen up the in, second one. Up until Hades, then it's unwatchable. <laughs> hey. And, um, hey. Guys, we are the but, unwatchables. Go watch all of our episodes right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, unwatch oh, all of our episodes. Unwatch all of your episodes. That's actually a really Un-listen. bad idea. Just listen. Unlisten. Do not unlisten. <laughs> and we lose okay. the two dollars we've made off of this thing. <laughs> yep. So, what was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Oh yeah. So you know how? So you know how in Percy Jackson they have that one teacher who's a centaur. Yeah. So then, right as I saw the centaur in this movie, I was like, oh, "Dang it! This is just gonna be Percy Jackson." Oh, they have like a centaur again. It looks terrible. It looks like. It looks like Play-Doh, and I'm like, oh, come on, come on. The centaur was such a good character in the books as well. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah, but then right as they, then they just ruin it by, okay, I thought that, like, I thought that everything having to do with the, like, that, that one little army room scene with the centaur and stuff, that just look, it, all of that just seemed like reshoots. It was, like, the worst part. Just everything seems so low budget. Which one? Like all the scenes in the, um, that army room with the centaur. Oh yeah. Or the leprechaun room. The centaur, like none of the characters, they were all so bland. They were. They didn't have any none development. Them, none of them had any reason to make the the decisions that they did. Holly has no reason to be with Artemis Fell. You know. Yeah, Artemis Fowl has no reason to suddenly decide not to give this thing to them. Yeah, but Artemis Fowl has no reason to trust Holly. Whoops, and... Diggums just disappeared and then came back out of nowhere. Yep. And he all of a sudden became friends with them too. Yep. 
Oh, the, like, the old lady, like, I mean, she was okay. She was, mean, like, um, a mildly okay character. Mildly. Judy Dench? I thought Judy Dench and the um, Diggums were, were, like, the only watchable characters. I thought that Judy Dench got all the good lines. I like the part where she's like, top of the morning to you, you know? That was so cringy. I know, I, th- I, th- I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I-, I laughed out loud, but it was so cringy. It was cringy, but it was funny. It was like, top of the morning. I mean, I would have included that in the movie, no matter what, what way. Because yeah, like, like, it, it, It's okay to have a little cringe for a line like that. But I would have just been so happy if they went all out Irish, you know? Mm-hmm. Another thing about the books is that they did such a good job of, like, taking these fairy tales and turning them into something that was actually happening and just the way humans misunderstand things. Like, I noticed that's a Mm -hmm. very common thing with, like, fantasy books like this. Like, Percy Jackson, this. Like, humans always misunderstand all these things, and it's, like, it's, like, showing how this actually plays out in relation to, like, the fairy tales and stories that humans tell each other. Yep, yeah, I just want to say, have, have you seen the Spiderwick Chronicles movie? No. Okay, so I definitely recommend it. It is a very good movie. And what, you know, the, Spider, the Spiderwick Chronicles series, right? I've heard of it, haven't read it. So, it's made up of, like, 12 books or something. And, probably not 12 books, but... But for the movie, what they did is they combined every single book into the movie. And it worked really well. The movie's great. I love the movie. But how did they I don't manage know, like, that? Oh, they, they managed it. Trust me. They like took all the unnecessary stuff out and just took what they needed. But with Artemis Fowl, what they do is they take all the unnecessary stuff and, that's and what the leave movie all. Is. Exactly. It just felt like it felt like deleted scenes. It just felt like a bunch of deleted scenes combined together. You know. Another thing is. Like, one of the funniest things about what I was talking about earlier was, like, leprechauns. Like, they never even talked about this, but the whole thing with leprechauns is that it's actually, like, a government branch of, like... Yeah, I know. I love that so much. And, like, there was this great line in the book. I read a bit of it last night. There was this great line where they're, like, talking about the uniforms, and they're like, they're not great, but they're good compared to the old crap we used to wear with the the buckles and the hats. And the the shoes, you know? I love that. I love Such a good line. I read the beginning last night as well, the, the first few chapters, and I was more entertained than the movie by a million years. Because the, the book is good, and the uh, other the thing is not good. <laughs> the, the thing is not good. Uh, yep. I just... Uh, I'm like, every time... So, like. In a few episodes ago, we failed. We failed to make an episode. I we were talking about how all these young adult movies are terrible compared to the books. But if Spiderwick Chronicles can do it, then why can't this movie? There are plenty of people we, who can do it. Like I think the Artemis Fowl could have been done if they combine every single book. They probably they or I think of, Artemis like, Fowl could have been done if they made different movies for every single book. Yeah, but this movie somehow took two entire books and. And like the entire those entire two books, when put on screen, could be condensed into an, into a twenty five minute movie. This is a mistake, also that was made with 
Percy Jackson. The first movie was the first book, and the second movie was the next four books all combined. Yeah. It was so bad. I've only seen a little bit of it. So, like, I don't know. They just, they didn't get much right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. To sum up the entire episode. They get they don't get don't they don't get many things right, do they? <laughs> they got right, uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think that Kenneth Branagh is really a capable director on this project. I think if they honestly, like, I was just thinking about it, and it would be they have everything they need there. They have great costume design. They have a good director. They have they could change around the actors a bit, I guess, but they have. If they just fix the script, fix the story, fix the whole outline, but then keep everything else they have, it would have been fine. Yeah, I don't think Kenneth Branagh, I, I can't see him being behind the script or the story. Cause it was I terrible. know. It was terrible. Like, he's shown that he's good at making, he, he can make fantasy movies. He made Cinderella, for goodness sakes. He did? Yeah. Is that that weird movie with, like, the... Live action Cinderella. Yeah, I don't. Like I thought that, that one was actually. I thought that was actually one of like the only good remakes from Disney. Well, I don't really like princess movies either way. So. Yeah, well, but hmm, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, we've seen many, 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 uh, many. Series Bad of no series of good movies about books. Yeah. So what I don't understand. Because here's the thing. Like I said, how... with Spiderwick Chronicles, if they want to take all the movies put in, take all the books put into one movie, they can. If they want to take each movie, each book, and put it into one movie, and, and like each book equals one movie, they can. They just choose not to, and they choose to mess it up. But what were you saying? I forgot. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. But, like, what it, I mean, there's, but, like, how, how, how do you keep continuously making terrible movies mm-hmm. about books? It's been proven that it's possible, so you just gotta try, and I think the fact, I think, to be honest, the fact that it was attached to Disney is what killed this movie. Yeah, I think if it was just a director making it and he found a studio to make it away from Disney, he would have been it and had more. Fr- I feel like he didn't have much freedom with what he wanted to do with it. Yep. And I feel they like could he definitely... could have found that freedom with, I mean, I, I think they own Artemis Fowl, so I mean, of course, it's impossible. But he could have found that freedom with, like, Warner Bros. or Lionsgate or whatever. But this movie could not only be a good movie, it could be a great movie. It could be as good as some of the best Harry Potter movies. But I don't know, just like I think the Harry Potter movies are the best indication of what this could have been. They're not yeah. like amazing. They're not the best compared to the books, but they're seven but they're good movies. There's eight solid movies. Yeah, that I don't hate. I'm never like okay, okay. Please stop. Please stop. 
just stop. Yeah. Like all of it is dr- plot driven. It's all it's literally they just took the plot of the books and they tweaked some things and some tweaks they made were bad, some tweaks they made were good. And but they ultimately by following almost by following the important plots of the books, they made a good series. And the characters, they ma- they got the characters right, which in Artemis Fowl should be one of the most important things because they're all very just interesting like Harry- characters in the book. Just like Harry Potter, just like, like in Harry Potter, the main character is Harry, and of course they develop Harry the most. In Artemis Fowl, they should make Artemis Fowl the most interesting character, but they decided to make him. I don't think Harry is the like, most interesting character by any means, but no, I mean like the most developed, not the most interesting, the most developed. Uh, yeah, kind of, but. In this, they decide to make Odin's Fowl instead of a mad genius and a slightly, um, uh, slightly evil. Not evil, just not the most not the most um, respectable protagonist. They decide to make him a twelve-year-old kid who surfs and likes laser guns. And like I said, it's just like it's just it's just like a spy kid's character. And they take everything that's interesting away from away from him. Like, I don't know. Like, even if the movies are just sort of boring representations of the books, they'll still have fun stories and development, and they'll be interesting to watch rather than whatever they gave us. Yeah, and like we've seen, most people will forgive... Uh, an average start to a series, kind of like Sorcerer's Stone as a movie. It's average, but it's a very good start to the entire series. If they made, if they made, they could make an average Artemis Fowl movie, you know, and people like it, some people dislike it, but it would have been a decent start for what's yet to come because in my understanding, the the upcoming books after the first one are, they're like more complex, right? They have, they're more interesting. I don't know. I haven't read them in a while, presumably. They might be terrible okay. for I know, but I liked them as a eight-year-old. Yeah, because if because if it seems like the first Arden's Fell book has a fairly simple story, that's fine. But it, then it's the movie's job to adapt that and make it better and not just... Literally every book series that is has any girth to it has a simple first book. Yes, with a exactly. simple plot, a very simple plot that then, once you read the rest, attaches itself to the rest of the story. First yeah. Harry Potter book, first Artemis Fowl book, and first like in the, the Hunger Harry, Games in Har- book. In Harry Potter, we know each of the characters, we know who they are, and we can expect things from them. But there's also tons of room for development. But in this, we know each, we know all the characters catch on too quickly they like each other too quickly there's no conflict between them and just everything's wrong about them literally everything like even just make a longer movie like don't just like what they had it was crap there was nothing and interesting th- about it and then the, and then they randomly had butler's what was it his, butler's daughter right or his she's niece his daughter, she's his sister in the books she's i think she's yeah. his niece in the movies yeah, that's what I was thinking because she is the sister in the books. But I don't like suddenly she just appears. I'm like, who's this? And then suddenly she's doing everything. I'm like, who's this supposed to be? No, suddenly she's doing nothing. She wasn't relative, relative, relevant to the plot at all. I know. I I mean, like, random. She comes in. We see her, like, fence or something. Or. 
You could that cut the role like, of Butler. You could cut the role of her. You could cut the role of like the centaur. You could cut the full the role of the evil lady. You could cut out ninety percent of the roles, and it wouldn't affect the story. Yeah, and here's the thing. So I just gotta go go on track with her. She is just there. She sits around, and then suddenly she's on the lighthouse. She says, "Oh look, they're going away." And then she's back inside on a computer. And then she's just walking around. And then, oh look, the troll's coming. Oh no! And then, like I still uh, hate that that action sequence with the troll was the biggest climax yeah. of the movie. Like, what? And then and they just get the thing. the thing and teleport the dad guy back. Like, what? And then. And then here's the thing. If they take their time to introduce, like... I, okay, I just want to say, honestly, the most interesting characters for me in the entire movie were the orcs, and they were in one scene. The orcs? You mean the goblins? I'm sorry, not the orcs. The goblins. I'm used to Lord of the Rings. I just watched Lord of the Rings. They were, they were the most fun. interesting characters. They were the most interesting characters. I knew the most about them, and I could see them actually being good characters. You know? Like legit, you but could cut out ninety percent of the main characters. And just they breathe fire. You could just replace most of the characters with a bland, lifeless body in it that just moves and does things, and it would be the same thing. Yeah, but literally, the goblins breathe fire, and they like can hold, and their skin's fireproof, and that's more interesting than the freaking title character. The title character had nothing. Yeah. Honestly, do I want to talk about like the acting for a second? Because overall, can I say I one thought... more thing before we talk about the acting. Yeah, go ahead. I think they should have focused more on Ireland. I do too. Like that's too. such a big part of it is the whole like they, fairy they, folklore of Ireland. And the like, like, in, I I was like, "Ooh, are they actually going to do a little bit of this at the beginning?" cuz it was a decent a bit of it at the beginning. And then all of a sudden it's just this house and nothing and no one cares where you are. Like, you could have been in you could have been in the middle of New York and it wouldn't have made a difference. Because like the the um oh, what's it called? The um, the, oh my goodness, what's it called? Uh, wait, from the trailers, wait, didn't they like cut out like about half the movie or something? Because I see, I, I saw a bunch of stuff in the trailers, which I did not see anywhere in the movie. I don't know. Should I watch the trailer yeah. right now? Uh, if you want to, huh, I wouldn't recommend it. Why not? But <laughs> don't really know. But what what I was going to say about the acting is I thought that the like the actor for I thought that Judy Dench was fine. The guy Olaf was fine. Except he sounded that, like Olaf and his character didn't develop at all. Yeah, and in some scenes he has like this deep growling voice, but then other scenes he he has a high voice. You know? <sighs> Yeah, and then another thing I was gonna say is like the one of the first lines in the movie is talk about how much Artemis loves Ireland, and he's like running around the countryside, and then suddenly we're stuck in the mansion the entire time, and we see him surf in the beginning, which I was like, what? Why? Why is he surfing? Yeah, like that was pointless. Yeah, and then they had that like the only glimpse of him actually like Artemis Fowl being a cold character was that one therapy scene, you know. That was like the only scene where we can actually see some some kind of Artemis Fowl. Even then, they try to turn him into like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. The well, he is, he is. He is on the chair. Well, he, he is. is he is like, like, like Sherlock Holmes in the book. A little. He is bit. like Sherlock Holmes in the book. You know, like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
I just felt that that scene also became irrelevant because after that he was just a kid reading stuff and looking at a computer, and they exactly. never explained any of his thought process or any of his plan or any of anything. Because I definitely think if Disney actually let Kenneth Branagh do his thing and just didn't cut him off short, you know then... what reviewing movies has made me realize? What? I actually kind of hate Disney. <laughs> I do too. I, I like I hate the company, but I like their products most of the time. Yeah, until they ruin their the pro- all of their products. The only product yep. they haven't managed to ruin is Marvel. And Disney World. <laughs> well, Disney World can't be ruined. Disney World is the best. Yeah, but that like Disney, it's funny because the only thing Disney can't ruin is Disney. Yeah, literally, Disney is great with all the things they own and they've created, but like this, like really, and. They haven't yeah, ruined asked, okay. Marvel. Here's the thing. Disney doesn't really have, like, like with Star Wars, Disney doesn't have, I just don't think Disney has control. Like, the company of Disney has control over what is in that Star Wars movie. You know? it's no, that, like Star Wars is Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Yeah. But, but I found that like, I hate the tycoons more than I hate the people who actually made the movie. Because here's this. When it comes to these, like, these series... Disney doesn't have control over it. They just own it, you know? And the people in charge of that. They have control over this movie, and this movie is terrible. They do have control, but they don't have full control. It's not like the company of Disney is calling is calling all the shots. It's Kenneth Branagh has control, but I have a feeling that they just cut him short in production. Like, ultimately, I, I find it weird that I've gotten to a point where I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, yeah, this wasn't the director's fault. This was the company's fault. Yeah. I've never thought about that before in this podcast. Well, I do think that Kenneth Branagh is slightly to blame. He made the movie. We can't deny it. He made the movie. He was the director. And if he didn't, if he thought this was going to be a failure, he should have dropped off. You know? But so it is kind like... of his fault for making... For... He still has a lot of... He still has control over it. He still has control over his project. He still... Call, he still decides who the actors are. He decides. The acting he has like wasn't, final say. The thing is, you can't final, judge the actors because there was nothing for them I'm to not, act. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that an actor can ruin a role. They didn't though. There but, was just the role ruined the actors. No, I'm saying they can win the role. I'm not saying they didn't didn't this. But he has full control over the. the he has like final say in the script, and just he messed up. I think he messed up, and I really do hope that this isn't like. He, like, he continues directing because a lot of his work is really good. You don't want him to continue directing? That's depressing. No, I said I do want him to continue. Oh. Okay. But, like, how? How does something like that get past the cutting board? Like, No idea. Were people really like, yeah, this movie's okay? No, honestly, I think everyone thought it was terrible, but... It's it was due on Disney Plus, so like okay, man, we should you know we should just send it out by now, you know. Like if the movie's bad, fix the movie. Don't release it. Mm-hmm. But I heard they're probably they lucky more... it went out on Disney Plus. They probably would have lost a lot more money if they just actually released yep. it. But what I heard was like for the past few years, like six or seven years, this movie has constantly been switching through directors, and each director's like, no, I can't do this. No, I can't do this. And that gets on Kath Branagh. Gets to Kenneth Branagh, who has final say, and then it messes up. So it may be possible that 
Artemis Fowl cannot be made into a movie. But I know that's not true. I know for a fact it's not true. Like, there are some you know? moments when I think to myself, like, okay, I guess maybe if I made this movie, I don't know what I would do. But, like, I do. I'd just make the book into a movie. <laughs> I would, too. And, you know, Harry Potter makes the book into a movie. And because there's so much in Harry Potter, they take things out. And if there's not enough material in the book, then add th- then put things in, you know? I think one person, one, one trilogy, one trilogy that did a great job of uh, doing that was the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, like the Hobbit is like what a three hundred page book, and they made yep. it into three movies, and I enjoyed all three movies thoroughly. I did. They're not none of them are masterpieces. I think so, like, I think Battle of the Far- Five Armies is okay it's nothing amazing it's not terrible it's a good movie i they're all better than artemis fowl they are they are but they add tons of things because there's not that much material to make it to make into three movies so they added stuff and a lot of the thing works kind of like everything with elves i love all the like the elves were the best part of the hobbit of the hobbit movies you know and they were added and the whole thing with the white orc was cool yeah like, that's a movie there that they did it well, adding yeah. stuff. And I just, it just bothers me. Like, I can see maybe just being like, whatever, release it about a movie that's, like, not, you know, not, like, just came from nowhere. But, like, if you're basing it off a really good book and the movie's terrible, you're doing something wrong. Well, obviously, they're doing something wrong. Everything can be made, like, every book can be made into a movie. They can. But it may be hard, but it's possible. It's not impossible to turn a book into a movie. And I want to say one book book that I really do want to see be made into a movie is the um, Phantom Tollbooth. You you heard that book, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, when I was younger, I loved that book so much, and I definitely can see it being made into a movie. I know they made like some terrible animated version of it, and I saw it one time. I hated it. They got every single character wrong, but I think it could be. I think it could be made into something. This movie was legitimately one of, the, aside from Percy Jackson, I guess, was one of the first times I've seen a movie about a book, like related to a book, and I've been like, I've legitimately refuse to imagine the characters as those actors. Like, I read Harry Potter, the first thing that comes to mind is the actors. I read Lord of the Rings, the first thing that comes to mind is the actors. I read this book, the first thing that comes to mind is what established in my mind, because this movie was terrible. Yeah. Like, even if the movie's not that great, usually they just manifest themselves in my mind as those actors, and I can never get away from that. But, like, these people just know it's nothing like what it ever was. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. You haven't even read the books, and you're already agreeing with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you because I know I know what the book is about because I read a summary of it before I watched this. Like, movie. To be honest, I don't even think I'm going to relate this movie with the books because it's just dumb. Yeah, but here's the thing: I really, I really do wish that sometimes some director could make another version of this movie and make up what it failed to do, what Disney failed to do. You know. That would be nice. I wish did some. Except now, it, I wish did some. But it's usually nice to have the first chance done right, and not and not 
they don't have to they have to and you don't have to make it up by making a second version of it. This is something that I think could be also I could also see being made into an animated TV show. I don't know about an animated TV show that much. But I do think it could be made into a live action miniseries. I know I said that a bit last time with other movies, but I could kind of see it, you know, each book is an episode. It's like, you know. I don't know. For some reason, it just feels like a story that would work okay with 2D animation. I don't know why. But you know, like, but you know, like with Series of Unfortunate Events, I could clearly see this movie. Series of Unfortunate Events like, is such a good show. I know. I, I, could, I could see this movie being something like that, you know? I ultimately, I see a lot of books like this, and I'm like, ooh, they should make a miniseries out of that. Yeah, I think Series of Unfortunate Events is like the perfect way to, to make a book into a TV show. Yeah, like each. Well, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Well, Harry Potter is the best way to make a book into a movie. I think Harry Same Potter could have a TV show and movies. I think it would be interesting to see a season or half a season portraying every book, and then you could include the meat of the details and stuff. Yeah. And I would definitely because, watch that. Because there, there's so much in some of the later Harry Potter books that the movies can't have for good reasons because they would make the movie like five hours long. Mm, like the weird thing about redoing Harry Potter is I think I just watched that and I'd like I'd be like I don't think I could ever see them actually doing it continuous would be so strange I don't think I could ever continuously connect the characters in this miniseries to the characters in the books because again I'm so used to the actors who played them inside of the movies yeah so I don't know, but I would definitely watch it, and I could totally see it being like a, I don't know, like an HBO thing, because HBO yeah. is obsessed with Harry Potter. Yeah, I just really hope, I just really hope the next upcoming Disney movies are okay, because Disney Plus may not be worth it anymore, you know? I think the reason Disney Plus is worth it for me is because I, I all of a sudden have access to all of the old Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney stuff. I don't think it's for any of the new stuff, yeah. in my opinion. I guess, but if Disney wants to add a bunch of new material and all that new material is terrible, then they're, not, they're probably not going to have me watch. I'm probably not going to watch it on, like, watch any of the movies on it. But yeah, like, I've never had, like, a place to go to watch like star wars like i've seen each star wars like i've seen the original trilogy like twice maybe because of that yeah and like it seems like the last of as we know the last few remakes kind of like the lion king and aladdin has just been well i, I kind of like aladdin but they're not good i, I haven't okay, watched the lion king yet i hear it's terrible the lion king is terrible i couldn't stand it should I watch it? Is it worth it? I don't really know. If you want to watch it sometime, you could maybe review it. But I just don't think it's worth it. I don't... Like, there are some movies that you just... Like, the whole remake thing is a good idea, but if you're going to remake it, put, like... You got to put a lot of thought into a remake. Yeah. Like, a lot of thought. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I always fell. Did not put any thought in whatsoever. Yep. Anyway, I kind of feel like that's 
where we should probably end it off. Just Run this movie was a failure fail. in every way. And I'm just disappointed because I honestly thought with Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh, they could make something half decent out of it. No, but the, mo- the moment I saw the a- first like posters and advertisements for it, I was like, yeah, this movie's gonna be trash. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, after the first trailer, I had slight hope, but then the second trailer came around. I lost all my hope, but I still had some t- glimpse, just a little glimmer of hope that Kenneth Branagh could pull through. But sadly, it did not. Yeah, again, I just saw the poster and I was like, "Yeah, this movie's gonna suck." Yeah, I actually, I actually kind of think the poster's decent. It wasn't really because of the poster; it was more because of the people on the poster. Like I just, uh, I associate. I associate characters with faces, and it just, first of all, it just looked tacky and overdone yeah. with CGI. It kind of looks, it looks like a Men in Black type thing, you know? It's so tacky and overdone, first of all, and, like, none of the characters yeah. ever seemed right, and I just assumed it would be bad, and look who was right. Yeah. Also, and here's another thing. Colin Farrell, I'm pretty sure, did, like, all of his filming in, like, three days or something. He was in, like, two scenes, so probably. Yeah. But I, I feel like this movie's taken forever, because I've... I've seen... I saw this... I, I, just, I first heard of it ages ago. Mm-hmm. So, like... I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It was terrible. I was right. So... Good, uh, good, goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. Good luck. Good riddance. See you next year.